Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Pushpull Podcast and today we're going to be talking about the tricky topic of chronic undereating. This might just be why you can't lose weight. Let's get into it. Okay, so starting things off to really help you understand what chronic undereating actually is. Uh, so I work at a gym and I speak to a lot of people about nutrition. That's one of my... Uh, it's one of my best topics in terms of knowledge so people come to me and talk to me about dieting why they can't lose weight all these kind of things and a very very common theme is that these people have been dieting in brackets so dieting for years and they haven't lost weight and as far as they're aware they've tried everything they've done all the different diets They've eaten nothing in a day. They've fasted for days. They've they've tracked their calories. They've counted sins. They've done Weight Watchers, SimFast. You know, they've done everything. And when you first start speaking to these people, as somebody that knows about nutrition and has uh, experience tracking food and stuff like that, you kind of assume that they're making mistakes. So they think they're eating you know, 800 calories a day, but in reality, they're not tracking their uh, full calorie Cokes and oils and all that kind of stuff. So you just assume they're actually eating a lot more calories than they think. And then you dig deeper on these people and you find out that they are genuinely eating basically nothing. So, you you know, you get, you get women who are 150 to 200 pounds eating five to 800 calories a day. So genuinely impossible for them to get what their body needs in that amount of calories. And they've been doing this relatively consistently for years because they've been trying to lose weight. They're, they're trying to diet. And it just seems that no matter how how little they eat, you know, they can't physically eat any less than they already are, but they're still not losing weight. And they're going to the gym, that's where I'm talking to them, so they're exercising on top of this and they just can't lose weight. It happens to more people than you'd think. Not everybody is just under-reporting calories. Of course, there's a lot of people that are, but there are these people who are exercising, they are genuinely eating pretty much nothing, and these are the people that are chronically under-eating, and this is probably why you can't lose weight. So... My my kind of thoughts on why this happens, fat loss, when you go into a diet, the key of a diet is that you're aiming to lose fat, not lose weight, because losing weight can be water, muscle, anything like that. Fat is what we're trying to lose. So instead of calling it a diet, we'll call it a fat loss stage or phase, because that just clears things up. So fat loss should be a temporary phase in your life not a constant process it should be something that you take on you lose some fat and then you go back up to a healthy normal diet where you can maintain the fat that you've lost without getting into this situation of chronic undereating. and this is where a lot of people go wrong so when you enter a fat loss phase, you are taking calories away from your baseline intake. So let's say you've been eating, whether you know it or not, 
you are generally eating 2000 calories a day and your weight is pretty steady or slowly, slowly, slowly going up as time goes on. To enter a fat loss phase, you would remove four to 600 calories from this number, generally speaking, and you would see steady fat loss over time. And then once, you know, once you've completed your fat loss phase, which could be short, it could be long, it doesn't matter. You would then go back up to your baseline intake or your new baseline as it's adjusted based on how much weight you've lost. However, if you've, if you're telling me you've been in a fat loss phase for the last two years, you aren't in a fat loss phase. Nobody is in a pure fat loss phase for two years or even a year in a lot of cases, but these people have been in a fat loss phase for two, three, four years for half their life. Some of these people, it, it really does happen. It sounds extreme, but it's more common than you'd think. They're not in a fat loss phase. They just think they are. This is because the intake that you've had for all of these years, all that time, your fat loss intake, over that time, it's become your baseline and you didn't even realise it. So when you're eating in your fat loss phase for years and years, you're not actually eating in a deficit, a calorie deficit. You're eating your baseline. So if your diet, in again, in, in commas, um, not in commas, in quotation marks. If your diet is the same as your baseline, then it's not a diet and it's clear why you can't lose weight. So I, I hope I hope that makes sense because it, it is a really hard concept to explain. But the reason your dieting intake becomes your baseline intake is due to metabolic adaption. And a lot of people don't realise the power that metabolic adaption has, but your body is built to survive. You you need to be as healthy as possible. You need everything to function correctly. And if one thing isn't, if one function isn't as necessary as another, you best believe it will be downregulated or completely sacked off just so that another area of your body can survive. This is why you see people losing hair, losing fingernails, all these kind of things when they're starved, because your body doesn't care about those kind of things as much, but it needs to keep your heart beating, you know? So if your baseline intake is so low for years and years, your body just thinks it needs to survive, and it's going to downregulate certain functions in your body, and it's going to make you move or subconsciously move around less during the day, um, just do less, have lower energy levels so that it can maintain certain functions and it's going to do this until it's going to downregulate functions until your daily expenditure is equal to your calorie intake, your daily intake. And this is, this is what chronic under eating causes. So this is, this isn't chronic under eating. Chronic under eating is the, extreme low intake for years and years metabolic adaption is the byproduct of chronic under eating hope that makes sense so this really is a common trap and like, like i say more people fall into it than you think and the, the problem with it is it doesn't physically make sense if you know that you're barely eating anything and you know you feel like absolute crap you've got no energy 
So surely your body must need its energy from fat. It doesn't make sense how you cannot lose weight. And it's such a hard trap to get out of. And the reason it's so hard to get out of is because the only way out of it is to eat more. And that causes a massive mental struggle, especially if you're somebody that is really concerned about your body image, um, potentially got eating disorders, whether you realise it or not, but eating disorders brought on by the chronic under-eating. For me to walk in, to waltz into the room and tell you, yeah, eat another thousand calories a day or however much it might be, we'll get to that in a second. That is a massive mental struggle for most people, especially because you know, and I know, that when you start eating more, the scale is going to go up. Whether or not you've actually put on fat, it doesn't matter. To those people, it's just the number on the scale and it's going to mess with their head so much. But what's really important to understand in these situations is that it really, it's a cliche saying, but it's so, so true. You're taking one step back to take two steps forward. You need to eat more to reset your baseline. So we'll start off with just clearing up how much more because that's, you know, I just want to get that out of the way. It's a pain in the ass to talk about. I don't know how much you should eat more because I don't know you. If you're somebody that is, if you're a 200 pound woman that's working an office job and you're eating 500 calories a day, the amount you need to increase is going to be less than a man that's 225 pounds and is a builder eating 500 calories a day. So it does depend on your situation. However, what I like to say to people is to go online and type in TDEE, so Total Daily Energy Expenditure Calculator, and fill out one of these calculators as accurately and honestly as you possibly can. So don't say you're insanely active if you're quite sedentary, just be honest with yourself. And this will give you a rough amount, uh, a rough number of calories that is your estimated uh, maintenance intake. Now this is probably wrong for most people, it's going to be off by at least a few hundred calories. However, it's a good baseline to assume when we're trying to find how much you should increase your calories. So if it, if you're eating, if you're stuck in a chronic under eating of 800 calories a day, and it comes out that your estimated maintenance calories is 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day, I would increase your intake by 800 to 1,000 calories. So if anything, you are below your baseline, but uh, below your maintenance, but that is to help manage the mental struggle as well. So hopefully that helps you understand how much to eat more if you need help on your individual situation, get in touch. Okay, so like I was saying, this is the process to get out of the trap. You need to eat more. The reason for this is we want to reset your baseline because if your baseline is already as low as you can possibly eat, it's impossible for you to take more calories away to lose weight. If you're only losing, if you're only eating 800 calories a day, but you need to be in a 1000 calorie deficit, to lose two pounds of fat per week, that's physically impossible unless you increase your expenditure loads. And these people do not have the physical energy, the physical capacity 
to increase their expenditure by that much. Their body will just downregulate somewhere else. It's impossible. So we need you to eat more and then just allow that to settle, reset your baseline. So this is not a quick process. Just don't think you're gonna go from 800 calories to 1,800 calories for a week and suddenly your baseline will be reset. Think about how long you've been eating at your chronic under eating stage four. If it's been a year, two years, three years, why would your body reset that in a week? We're looking more at months. So first off, you're gonna increase your intake. We're gonna spend a month or two being consistent with your new calorie intake to allow your baseline to reset. Once we have your baseline, so we're, you're eating much higher calories, you're much more comfortable, you should feel better, you should sleep better, you should be happier, you should have more energy, you should be stronger in the gym, all these kind of things. Your baseline is reset, your weight has stopped going up, you've plateaued at your new baseline weight. We can then remove calories and you will start losing weight. The amazing thing is you don't need to go back to the calories you're eating before. If you went from 800 calories to 2000 calories, you've reset your baseline to now at 2000 calories. You don't need to go back down to 800 to start losing weight. You can drop down to 1600, 1500 calories and you will be losing way more weight than you were at 800 calories because 800 was your baseline. Now your baseline is 2000. If you take away 500 calories from that a day, you should be generally losing around a pound a week. And this just blows people's minds when they realize this because it does make sense. It's just hard to get your head around. And like I said, it's such a mental struggle. However, obviously to stop you falling back into that trap, there's some things you need to do to avoid the same adaptation process, adaptation process happening all over again so that you don't fall back into the trap of chronic undereating. So there's five things we're going to talk about to help you to stop you from falling into the trap again of chronic undereating once you have been through this long process of resetting your baseline. And each of these things could generally, genuinely be a whole long podcast or video by themselves. So by no means are we going to be going into each one in depth, but we will briefly go through each one, uh, hopefully in enough detail for you to be understand it and take away something. So the first one is going to be by implementing diet breaks. Um, what a diet break is, it's a temporary period where you increase your calories back up to maintenance level. So let's say somebody is on an extended diet or fat loss phase of six months. At some point in that six months, they might take a diet break where if they were eating 2000 calories and that was where they were maintaining their weight, they were eating 1500 calories to lose weight. During their diet break, they would increase calories back up to 2,000, so back up to their maintenance for roughly one week. It would usually be three to four days at the lowest, one to two weeks at the highest, longest amount of time. The reason for this is when you increase your calories back up to maintenance, it's not like you're undoing work because you're still eating maintenance. You're not going to gain weight by losing maintenance. Uh, by eating at maintenance you may gain weight on the scale but that's purely water weight and it'll go as soon as you enter the next week where you're back in a deficit 
So you're not in a calorie surplus to be gaining weight, you're just at maintenance and this is good for you mentally because you're allowed to eat a bit more, you're not in that dieting fat loss mindset and it's also good for you physically because your body is going to have glycogen stores replenished, it's going to get more uh, vitamins, nutrients in this time because you're eating more nutritious food. Don't think you're replacing this food with crappy stuff, you're replacing it with spinach, potatoes, all the healthy stuff still and that is going to help your body keep its maintenance level where it is because you're still dipping in there every now and then just to let your body know that it can keep burning the way it is. This isn't something you need all the time and based on how long you've been dieting and how lean you are it will depend but for most people's situation a one week diet break every six to eight weeks is a good place to start. If you're getting really lean, uh, shredded for a show or something, you might need them more often. If you're not, if you're very, let's say if you're obese, you might not need one at all for months, for six, seven months. But as I say, for most people, once every six to eight weeks, for a week is a good place to start. The next one we're going to talk about is refeed days. And these are a very similar uh, kind of process to diet breaks, but on a smaller scale. So a refeed day is you just take one single day where, where you increase your calories back up to maintenance. So again, if you're burning 2000 calories a day and you've been eating at 1500 for your refeed day, you would just bump up your calories to 1500 or uh, bump up your calories by 500 or so, sorry up to 2000 and you would increase this purely through carbohydrate sources like rice pasta that kind of thing just to give your body some more glycogen some more energy to work with when you're getting depleted in your diet and the benefit of this is very similar to what a diet break will achieve it gives you that mental break and it also helps your body to keep going to help keep your maintenance high rather than adjusting to that new baseline intake However, it's on a smaller scale because it's only one day rather than a diet break, which means you can implement them much more frequently. You'll see a lot of people doing refeed days once every week, so every Friday or every Saturday, something like that, or once every two weeks, something along those lines. However, personally, I think this is only necessary once you've gotten lean already. So sub 10% body fat for men, sub 20 to 18% body fat for women. That's when weekly refeed days really come in, uh, are really necessary. But if you are, like I say, 30%, 40% body fat, a refeed day really isn't something you will need to help offset metabolic adaption at the point you're currently at. The next one is a massive topic and it's one that I'm definitely gonna make a full podcast on at some point because I'm very passionate about it but this is called reverse dieting and it's it's very difficult to explain it briefly but I'm going to try my best. This is basically a period of time where you slowly increase your calorie intake to increase your metabolic rate and rather than this being something you do during your fat loss phase this is what you need to do between fat loss phases. So like I said a fat loss phase should be temporary not permanent so to get to where you want to go you might need to lose 50 pounds of fat you're not going to lose 50 pounds all in one go you might lose 10 pounds of fat five times 
to make it much more manageable, to make it healthier, more sustainable, and to stop this metabolic adaption, to stop the chronic undereating. So in between those periods of time, you need to be reverse dieting, which is where you are very, very slowly creeping up your calorie intake. So just like your metabolic rate can adapt to be lower, it can also adapt to be higher. So if you're currently burning 2000 calories a day and that's where you're not gaining weight, for the first week after that, you might eat 2050 calories a day. And once your weight settles, you'll then eat 2100 calories a day. And you'll slowly creep it up to the point where you might be eating 2400 to 2500 calories a day, but you're still maintaining. And this gives you an amazing advantage when you next drop into a fat loss phase. Because then in your second, third fat loss phase, when you drop back down to 1,500 calories, the fat is just going to fall off of you because it's even lower below your current baseline and you're eating way more than you were when you first started this whole process. So reverse dieting really does work. You just need to be patient and you need to do it properly. Uh, It's it's not easy. Um, I'm never going to tell you that it's easy. But if you take the right approach it is going to be one of the most beneficial things you can do. The next thing we're going to mention is a proper calorie deficit. And I did mention this before as well, but the amount of calorie deficit you're in can greatly dictate the amount of metabolic adaption that you will face. And it also will dictate whether you're going to get into that stage of chronic undereating. If you're eating 2000 calories a day and you're dropping down to 1500, it's unlikely that you're going to enter this phase of chronic undereating because you're still eating a suitable amount of calories for your intake, for your maintenance intake. A calorie deficit of 500 calories a day is very reasonable. It's sustainable for most people for a relatively long period of time and it isn't low enough for you to feel absolutely awful. The issue occurs when people go into a massive calorie deficit. So like I said, people eating 500 calories a day, 800 calories a day, it's impossible for you to get the nutrients and the the nutrition that your body needs in that amount of intake. And you're in a massive calorie deficit. You know, a calorie deficit of 1,500 calories a day, how the hell is that sustainable to eat 1,500 calories less than your body needs every day? Obviously, your body is going to fight that. Obviously, your body is going to try and adapt to be healthier. So you need to make sure that you're setting yourself up for the long term and setting yourself up to fight off metabolic adaption rather than welcoming it by going into this intake level that really does put you into chronic undereating. And the last thing that we're going to, like I said, just touch on, we're not going too in-depth on any of these, is resistance training. One of the best, most impactful things you can do to keep your maintenance level high and fight off metabolic adaption is resistance training. When I say resistance training, I mean lifting weights in the gym, heavy weights, trying to build muscle. And I know that's intimidating for a lot of people, but it will be so beneficial. I promise you, you won't regret it because the effect it can have is amazing. If you're not confident enough to do it by yourself or you're too intimidated, take the plunge, hire a personal trainer, get the job done because it it will help 
everyone in this situation, I promise you. You need to train for strength because what that's going to do is it's going to tell your body, holy crap, I need to get stronger. I need to give energy to this system of my body. So it's going to stimulate your metabolism. It's going to tell you to prioritize muscle and strength. This is not efficient for your body because you're just going to be fueling energy, uh, shoveling energy for fuel to support your muscle, to rebuild muscle, build muscle, to improve your strength. And if you're just getting into this for the first time, it's brand new to your body. So your metabolism will be boosted massively from the introduction of this. And what this is going to do, because it's so inefficient in terms of using energy, it's going to mean that you're burning way more calories and your metabolism is going to be so much higher that you'll be able to lose weight eating amounts that you never could have lost weight with before, maybe even gaining weight beforehand. So not only is it going to help in the short term, but in the long term, it's also going to help keep your metabolism high. If you're losing weight, and but if you're losing weight consistently because you've done everything we've already spoken about, and you're lifting weights properly in this time, your strength training, you're telling your body that you need to hold on to the muscle that you have. In order for your body to hold into the muscle you have, it needs to keep supporting that muscle tissue with energy. And the way it's going to support your tissue with energy is by keeping your metabolism high. And it's going to get that energy from the fat in your body if you aren't providing it that energy through your nutrition intake. That is why resistance training is going to help fight off metabolic adaption probably better than anything else I've mentioned in this podcast. So that's why you should be lifting weights. That's everything I want to speak about today. I really hope I've opened some minds and helped you see how you're not actually in a fat loss phase when you think you are, what chronic under eating is and probably the reason why you can't lose weight. So, like I say, I really hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you learned something. If you have any further questions or need further support on what we've spoken about today, please do feel free to get in touch. I'm more than happy to speak to you. And until the next one, see you later, guys. Bye.